Welcome to the IBSI podcast. In this episode, I'm speaking to Luke Guerriane, Chief Commercial Officer at Morewand, about payments, coronavirus, and moving towards a digital extreme. The future of cashes, it has been a very divisive topic. So in your view, does cash usage restrict innovation within the fintech sector? Um, I don't think it necessarily restricts innovation. I think there's sort of a few different drivers and it's, it, it's a bit of a network effect really in the fact that a lot of people are forced into sort of still using cash for certain user cases because certain merchants are somehow resisting accepting card payments and still pushing for cash for various different reasons. Some of them more by choice than others. I think it's maybe they might have some fiscal ideas <laughs> behind it. They could have sort of purely cost considerations around the accessibility of business banking for some, uh, I guess, smaller enterprises, the cost of, of acquiring services, the cash flow implications of traditional settlement timings. So, yeah, I think it's not inhibiting the innovation in the fintech sector, but obviously it's kind of um, a chicken and egg scenario where there's still going to be a, a marginal and a decreasing amount of cash usage driven by both merchants and consumers. And, and, and people tend to focus more on the studies around sort of different demographics, how, how much they use cash and the kind of conversion from people adopting card payments as an alternative to cash. But the reality is, and kind of look at it from my perspective, that not for any kind of industry motives or any greater cause, but sort of for pure convenience and for, for other motives, I have no desire to ever carry any cash. I was going to say touch, but that sort of insinuates it's about germs. It's not. It's just the, the whole concept of cash is quite alien to me, but I am somehow forced when my son wants an ice cream or uh, when uh, I want to park up in a, a new town or whatever it is to somehow have some cash with me at all times. With COVID-19, people obviously also encouraged to, to use less cash. So do you think public opinion has changed over the past few weeks? Yes, absolutely. I think it's been a very, if I can say it, positive effect on the industry, on the payment schemes. I mean, obviously, we've all somehow been in, in our own way uh, trying to move towards a cashless society and encouraging the use of cards. And I guess particularly the card schemes have been doing a lot of promotions around not just cards, but I guess cards, contactless, and then I guess mobile wallets and, and different form factors such as K-Ring that we're, um, we're probably going to touch upon later. So, so, I mean, that they're all driving in that direction and we're at a certain cycle of users adopting cards and ditching cash and, and we've talked about the sort of demographic considerations, but it, it's always been moving in that direction and what we've, what we've had in the past few weeks is people being forced into adopting new behaviours which will quickly become habits and will stick around. I mean, sure, there'll be a, a small minority who I'm sure will be delighted to be able to go straight to an ATM and start paying for groceries with cash again when they do start sort of uh, opening up the tills. But I think for the most part, there'll be a whole section of the population that will have been, I guess, sort of pushed, given that final nudge to kind of try the first contactless transaction because they've always sort of shied away from it historically or maybe even enrolling a card in Apple Pay or Google Pay or another mobile wallet or maybe even a, a section of the population would have probably 
attempted sort of e-commerce for the first time, having not been able to go to a department store to buy something. They've, they've, they've probably tried it for the first time and realized that nothing went wrong and something got delivered on the doorstep. And it, it was actually quite a good experience. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's um, we'll come out the other side of COVID-19 with um, a lot more card usage. And like I said, not just card, but mobile wallet and, and everything else. And one key factor, which um, a colleague and I were talking about the other day is it's probably actually quite powerful and not to be overlooked that you haven't just got the retailers, the, the actual merchants who are kind of pushing and championing card payments and uh, forcing card payments in, in some scenarios. And uh, I guess doing it in, in part for economic reasons around sort of trying to reduce queuing times or, or different considerations like that. But A, they're doing this sort of endorsing it and pushing people towards card payments and pushing people towards contactless in a way they've never done before and are likely to do again for, for, for hygiene reasons with a bit of a fear factor in there. So it's a little bit, little bit more of a, an almost a stick instead of a carrot there to kind of push people but then also you've got a government endorsing card payments and contactless also sort of coinciding with the increase in the contactless limit so all of these factors are kind of making it a hugely public adoption the other thing is obviously the technological side of it i mean we are kind of getting a view into how much further we have to go in terms of technological development to become completely cashless and how far away would you say that we are at this point? I'm, I'm probably being a bit stupid, really. But when I hear that question, I, I kind of, I'm probably overlooking something blindingly obvious, but I can't see any technology that's missing to make society cashless. I mean, clearly, I think it's more the economics at play, perhaps. I think we maybe mentioned around the accessibility of acquiring and uh, I guess sort of some more cost-effective and mobile point-of-sale acquiring terminals, card, card terminals, They've obviously been around for a while. There's some great products in the market like SumUp and uh, iZettle, where um, sort of very convenient for independent taxi drivers just to plug into their um, existing mobile devices. And there's no reason why a window cleaner couldn't have one of those. And uh, all, all the people that are accepting cash or only accepting cash right now do have an accessible way of avoiding using cash and taking card and other payments. So technological wise, I, I think everything is there. I don't think there's any particular gaps unless I'm missing something obvious. Uh, economically, theory something there, but there's a segment who's underserved. And certainly you shouldn't overlook the, the, the kind of considerations of financial inclusion that the statistics as high as 20% of the population in the UK who, who rely on cash. Um, a significant proportion of those won't necessarily be aware of alternative banking products that are out there and maybe they've just been refused a bank when the bank account when they've knocked on the door of HSBC and asked the wrong person and not really thought about what alternative banking products are out there. So as, as an industry, I think we're, we're doing a great job at introducing lots of um, products that really do embrace financial inclusion, both for businesses and for consumers, whether that be people with poor credit history, whether it be migrant workers or whatever scenario it is. With a lot of products that have been developed and already out there that are available, but clearly they're, they're not quite mainstream and, and making those people aware. And there, there could be more products out there as well, I guess you know, maybe that's where we've got some progress to make. I mean, you do kind of need to have that responsibility to educate. But on that also, I know that you've partnered with K Wearables recently and are giving away free payment rings to NHS staff. And I was just wondering how much of that social responsibility comes into play at Morewant. 
Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I think across all of our business, I mean, we kind of try to be as socially responsible as we can be. And we, we kind of, um, I guess, whether it's touching upon what we mentioned earlier around sort of the underbanked or whether it's covering different user cases to, to help them touch different parts of the population. So that, I mean, that's something that we try to do wherever possible. And it's something which is, is really great. I mean, obviously what, what happened with our partnership with Kring was perfect timing and the fact that um, we were in the process of migrating the program to, to replace their existing bin sponsor and help them with some developments they have on the roadmap. They talked to us about a project that they were involved in. We're ready to say a big thank you to the NHS, the, the frontline staff who are really going through sort of some challenging times right now and keeping the country standing. When K-Ring told us about the project to give away some free rings, we, we, we really thought it was um, something that we could do to help extend that, that offering and provide a, a further 300 sort of rings for these NHS workers to say a bit of a thank you on, on behalf of more one. And I mean, I guess these rings are kind of an example of also where we are going to go in the future with going cashless it's not just about contactless it's about wearables it's about using your phones so moving forward maybe a year from now where do you think we're going to be yeah well i mean they're all kind of if you like innovations at different times in their life cycle if if you kind of start with cards i guess they're still not 100 percent used uh, we've, we've already talked about sort of um cash and, and, and how up to 20 percent of the population rely on cash so card adoption uh, is sort of at the most advanced stage i'd, I'd say within that 100 percent of card users certainly aren't using contactless there's people opting out of having contactless on their cards there's people wrapping their uh, bank cards in uh, tinfoil <laughs> to, to, uh, to out of panic and nervousness and that sort of the adoption sort of increasing more and more and, and as we said before it's sort of being catalyzed and, and uh, clearly both of those sort of whether it's cards used for e-commerce or cards used for point of sale uh, I, I think the adoption will uh, be significantly higher the other side of, of COVID-19 and contactless um, more so than ever before particularly with the £45 uh, limit the the other kind of stage I guess in the sort of life cycle and, and there's two which I, I couldn't really sort of exactly say where they are in the life cycle but uh, whether it's mobile wallets and, and when I say this I refer to Apple Pay, Google Pay, sort of people using their uh, phones to make payments and, and then wearables such as K-Ring and, and we've kind of seen sort of everything from luxury bracelets at uh, 400,000 euros a bracelet that have a, a payment uh, enablement in, in, inside them. And yeah, the ring, the wristbands, uh, that they're also, I guess, sort of trends where people w- will slowly and, and hopefully a lot more quickly through sort of embracing contactless take up as a, a very convenient and, and I guess hygienic is the, the new angle that's never really been pushed on these products way of, of, of making payments day to day. How can companies help increase adoption? I think we're still not sort of I mean if we're talking about wearables or we're, we're talking about contactless in, in, in general that relies on the same technology we're still not at a 100% in, in terms of being able to use contactless in, in in the sense that on the one hand you've got a lot of companies that uh, do accept card but don't accept contactless because they've not upgraded the terminals yet and they, they'll very quickly be forced to but for now I, I guess just to save money and they're not upgrading the terminals maybe they, they don't necessarily sort of see the user case so on, on that side the merchants need to I guess increase acceptance from a 
uh, an industry point of view, the, the card schemes are clearly doing a, a great job at branding terminals, putting stickers in windows of retailers and doing advertising campaigns. Obviously, the, the banks and, and challenger banks and fintechs alike are, are all doing this. And I guess sort of the, the mobile wallet providers, sort of Apple Pay, have um, certainly been running a campaign about sort of say goodbye to the what was £30 limit with, with Apple Pay promotions everywhere. So that, that's clearly sort of encouraging people to, to give it a try and educating people on uh, how they can use it. It's clearly sort of one of those ones that it's quite tricky because it's probably the same messaging that's hitting the same parts of the population all the time. And, and like we said, it's sort of a bit of a demographical thing as well, where the older generations are more likely to stick with what they've grown up with and used for, for the whole lives. And, and that's still cash. And for younger generations, the millennials, there's probably a tier that they're very quickly sort of <laughs> or using cards less and less, let's say, and just, just doing everything through the, the mobile devices wherever possible. So there is a bit of a general generational thing but um, I guess sort of a lot of the campaigns and newer products and certainly products like um, K-Ring where it's something very innovative it's something very eye-catching I mean it will uh, I guess go viral in the fact that somebody sees somebody paying at a, a, a terminal in a bar with a ring that they'll ask what it is and that person will naturally explain what it is and people will quickly become educated I guess the same way as they have for, um, for mobile wallets sort of Apple Pay. I think it's a really interesting sort of dynamic that we're, we're living through right now where none of us will, well, hopefully none of us will experience anything quite like it in our lifetimes in, in terms of seeing such a sea change in, in people's behaviours and uh, seeing sort of so many dynamics at play that's touching upon payments quite heavily. I mean, governments, uh, so, so sort of all major brands, uh, all retailers sort of telling people to use cards. I mean, Mastercard and Visa would have... Um, would have paid a fortune for that, <laughs> for, for that a few years ago <laughs> and to have it happening without them doing any lobbying or anything else is, is really quite unique.